Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. No normal mind can imagine. Okay, so, to bring it to a weird tangent within a tangent. It's skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. Still Miguel and Jeremiah. Or Jerome or Javier or whatever the hell my names were in those. You've looked it up, didn't you? Was it Javier? Are you Javier? <laughs> uh, in my French class, I think I was. Because I wanted to be Jerome, but somebody like with the name, uh, somebody, some kid named Brian took Jerome. I'm like, what the hell? Brian. I thought you were going to say some kid that was actually named Jerome. No, it's always... Brian. I'm like, are you serious? So I took the other, the only other J name. I'm like, okay, I'll be Javier. Sounds cooler anyway. Yeah. So again, we got the four loco. We going back to school, back to school to prove to dad I'm not a fool. <laughs> that was bad. That was a bad Adam Sandler right there. That was but, pretty bad. You know, the sentiment is there and yes, we're going back to school again. Yeah. It's summer school. No, it's not summer school. Fuck. This is like <laughs> detention after in-house suspension for eternity. Yeah. It's isolation's like starting the break, but I feel like it's going to close up again very soon. You never know. I mean, we could be surprised. I'm always surprised and I I'm excited at surprises. Well, most of them. Some of them are horrible. Like, hey, surprise! Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> well, what's with the balloons? Yeah, so, so so here's hoping that, you know, we can kind of stay, you know, where we are in a, in a few months. We can leave in-house detention. I would like that very much. I would like to see the field again. Maybe even the parking lot. The parking lot's nice. I mean, you get to hang out by your car. Say what's up to, hey, hey! <whistles> Who's that over there? How you doing? Hey, she has a really nice middle finger. Did you notice that? Perfectly extended. Um, All right, let's just get into it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, halfway through, going to drop my number five from 1986. Your boy Josh, I believe the high school was named after him in this movie. Doddsville County High School. Huh. Slaughter High. This movie was so much fun. When I started watching it, I was like, this movie's goofy as fucking shit. But it ended up being really good. I liked the killer. The soundtrack is kind of sounds like it's trying to make it seem like a comedy, but it's not. Mm. It's done by Harry Manfredini. Oh. He did the Friday the 13th theme. Everyone knows him. 
And he did this completely different. Like there are parts where it gets really like suspenseful that you can kind of hear the same type of like tones and whatnot. But I mean, the main theme kind of is like an offbeat porno sounding beat. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The opening song is just fucking hilarious. When was this? When when did this movie come out? 1986. Okay. So that was probably right around the time. He probably just finished up uh, with Friday the 13th. Because he didn't go past part six. And that was when part six came out. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, this was actually done by the same producers. Oh, really? I can't think of the dude. Uh, Mancuso? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he also produced this. So yeah, of course he's going to bring people that he knows to other projects and whatnot. But basically this movie came out around the same time that April Fool's Day, which is another classic horror movie. And this was originally going to be called April Fool's Day. And they're like, oh shit, we can't have that name. Because I think they were going to like, oh, let's turn every holiday or offbeat holiday into a horror movie. You know? I think that was Frank Mancuso's idea. Right. So they changed the name to Slaughter High, but it still takes place on April Fool's Day. It's this dude Marty's birthday, and this girl is taking him into the showers to have sex. And she's like, you know, have you ever done this before? He's like, I'm not not a virgin. I'm a sex machine. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. I don't think she was either. So he goes into the shower, and she's like, okay, you start the shower, and I'm going to come in there. Make sure you get completely naked in there. You're going to be ready for me? Get ready for me. I'm coming in. And it's just a horrible prank pulled by her and a bunch of her friends. And while they're setting up the prank, like they're setting up lights and a microphone and a video camera, he goes, oh, this is the best birthday I ever had. And you can see for one split second, she's regretting what they're about to do. They kick open the shower stall. Dude's naked. They start poking him. They're videoing him. They fucking electrocute him. And then to top it off, you know, his dong's flopping. They flip him upside down, put his head in the toilet, and give him a goddamn swirly. (laughs) Don't give him a swirly. Oh, man. So they're all doing this. There's this one dude dressed up like a fucking jester. I'm guessing it's the uh, Doddsville Jesters. <laughs> like, you know, the sports team. He must be the mascot or something. I don't know why the jester costume's kicking around. So they all get detention, as you would for doing all of that horrible fucking sexual assault to someone. <laughs> <laughs> so they get detention, and a couple of them are like, oh, Marty, we feel so bad. Let's let's smoke this joint. Let's get you all really fucking high. Time flies when you're high, man. So they get him wicked fucking high. And he's next off into the chemistry room, fucking around with chemistry shit. And one dude, during detention, goes to fuck with him. And the whole lab turns into an inferno. And he's burned half to death. Now... Hmm. Let's fast forward to the reunion of that high school. They receive a strange invitation to a reunion. And of course, it's all the same assholes that end up doing the prank, all hanging out at the abandoned high school for a reunion. 
<laughs> this sounds pretty fishy, but none of them are catching any red flags. This movie was just fucking hilarious, man. Uh, like, the janitor is still there for some reason. He's still cleaning, even though, like, the high school's fucking boarded up. People start getting murdered, and they just keep partying, despite all the deaths. Welcome back, April Fools. And the whole thing is, this takes place, like, the reunion night was on March 31st. So at the stroke of midnight, they're still pranksters. They do this cool trick where uh, they put a funnel down this guy's pants and put a quarter on his head. And he's got to lean forward slowly and drop the quarter into the funnel. And he does it. He's like, oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. And they're like, all right. But the trick is you got to do it at least three times to, you know, for to be cool, I guess. So he goes to do it again. And they just pour beer down the funnel. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, it's midnight. It's April Fool's. And that's when everyone starts getting murdered. Yeah, they're all blaming Marty, even though he's like in a mental institution now because he's burned and he's crazy. Man, this is it's just funny. At one point, though, I was getting worried that they were doing the same thing that April's Fool's Day did. And the whole thing was a prank. Spoiler, if you've, if you've not seen that movie. Sorry, but, you know, the fucking title is April Fool's Day. But there are some really cool deaths in this. There's a bathtub murder, um, a shotgunning beer murder. Ooh. A lot of chemistry involved in this because, you know, Marty was a chemist. That's how he almost kind of died. That's all I got, man. They keep blaming Marty, the jester. I'll have to check oh, that one out. Oh, at one point, this bitch goes, oh, April Fool's Day. We only have to survive till noon. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? It, and she says, well, April Fool's Day, it ends at noon. Who the fuck said April Fool's Day ends at noon? That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But besides that, and the fact that a lot of scenes were just really fucking dark and I couldn't tell what was going on, and maybe that was the point, this was a really, really fun movie. I loved it. It's got a goofy score, great deaths, really great humor, um, one thing I do have to say is a suggestion to the writer to the movie saying the word screw is not dirty talk. It's not dirty talk. Nope. Thank you. Oh, so my number five, grab your, uh, beverage. My cuatro loco. Your cuatro loco. We're going to circle back around the cradle bay. Oh, hell yeah. Disturbing behavior is my number five. Excellent. So... I mean, everything you had already gone over. Steve Clark, played by James Marsden. His family moves to the town after his brother, um, Alan, commits suicide. Who was played by Ethan Embry. Right. Sorry. I I just kind of mentioned that he was in the movie. I didn't mention the dark backstory. Jesus. But yeah, so he befriends Gavin, who's like, you know, part of the Outgrass group with UV and Rachel and he fills him in on, you know, the basically the high school food chain. Can we just say that UV looked like powder in a wig? Yeah, <laughs> it did. It really did. I love going back to the, the janitor there, just how he just leads them all off a cliff. Like all at the end, like at the end of the movie, he has all the blue ribbon club and they're all those zombie or, you know, whatever they are. And then they're just lemmings. Yeah. 
they all just follow him because he has his his rat things like those those that radio thing that he had that yeah the free some kind of weird frequency that drives them nuts uh, yeah he's like ah run away and he just leads them off a cliff yeah well yeah. hey you can't spend too much time listening to rock music and masturbating sure you can I'm pretty sure that was like I would say my like whole teenhood but you know. Uh, uh, I still like rock music. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like this movie was completely overshadowed by the faculty. Oh, most definitely. Great movie, though. I'm gu- I'm guessing it was probably the cast. I mean, this one has a, an amazing cast, but I think the other one just had just a little bit more star power in it. I think it was just about the timing. It could I be. Think too, that's yeah. all, I think that's all it was. Okay, then. Number four. We're going way back to 1981. We're going to Lincoln High. For the class of 1984. So we're going to 1981? Well, the movie was in 1981. Now, if you go to high school, you're supposed to only go for four years. Okay. Right? All right. So the class. I, did, I didn't follow that rule, but this is the class of 1984. It starts off with a great theme song from our friend Alice Cooper I Am the Future. We get another appearance of. The classy Roddy McDowell as a teacher. And a young Michael Fox. Not even credited as Michael J. Fox. He's just Michael Fox. Just Michael Fox. He was a little chubby kid in this. It was, it was awfully adorable. Essentially, this movie's a decade-early Dangerous Minds on Wonder Dust. <laughs> like, even the scene. So, a teacher holds the kids at gunpoint to make them learn. So that scene was actually based on a real-life event. And that's what kind of sparked the writer of this movie to think about other things. Now, this is a movie that you have to have patience if you're a true horror fan. Or a a casual horror fan. I would say a true horror fan is going to have patience. But... It doesn't seem like a horror movie until this turns into a full-on fucking revenge horror movie. This movie is badass. Like, I I said the whole Dangerous Minds thing, but they, like, turn it to 11. I know that's stupid, and even though, like, it's a cool Spinal Tap joke, now people are trying to say it's lame. Why why can't they just make 10 louder? Because the... Don't make me explain. <laughs> Don't make me explain this to the noobs. Anyway, there's a really cool scene with the uh, metal detectors. Sorry, I had to mime it first. <laughs> the metal detectors when they're passing weapons on the other side, and the new teacher. It's his first day, of course. It's the first day. He's the Michelle Pfeiffer in this school. Hey, that guy just placed uh, just passes. Straight razor through. Eh. You know, whatever. Shit happens, basically. <laughs> it's like, you know, metal detectors just there to kind of deter people. But there's a lot of weapons. The whole school is just covered in graffiti. The school that they used actually was kind of pissed because afterwards it was really hard to get that graffiti off. And so it was a few weeks of actual school happening when the graffiti was still up. And it was not all like uh, Leroy was here. <laughs> Last year, there were 280,000 incidents of violence by students 
against teachers and their classmates in American high schools. Unfortunately, this film is based on true events. Fortunately, very few schools are like Lincoln High. Yet. Gonna say, 39 years later, we're pretty fucking close. We're getting there. We are fucking getting there. Alright. Number four. We're gonna go overseas. We're gonna go to the Tans Academy. This isn't your typical school. We're gonna go to a ballet school. Well, I'm liking where this is going. Suspiria 1977. So we have we have an American, her name is Susie Banyan, and she is accepted to this German ballet school called the Tans Academy. And when she first gets there, she's she's refused entry and it's pouring rain. It's a monsoon out and she sees another student is like running away from the school. And like the next day that the girl is found. I mean, she was killed in like this horrible, horrible way, like like repeatedly stabbed, like in the face and the chest and everything, and like hung by a cable. Ouch. Yeah. Well, like ouch a bunch of times, and then damn. And then so she goes. She gets back to the school the next day, and they're like, oh well, you didn't. The the you know the teacher's like, well, you didn't show up yesterday. It's like I did, but you told me not to come. Anyway, she doesn't. She doesn't real, really feel well during her first, uh, like, practice. And she's put on, like, a special diet. And now she has a new roommate. And there's maggots falling from the ceiling and stuff like that. I hate when maggots fall from the ceiling. It's pretty gross. So her roommate is Sarah, who knows something is going on. And, like, the instructors leave at, like, 9.30 every single night. Wherever it is that they go. Like they're you know they're trying to figure out. Turn comes to find out that the school used to be host to like a coven led by Helena Marcos before it became a ballet academy. And now we have Madame Madame Blank and Mrs. Miss Tanner, who are the main people of this academy. They're the ones now in charge of this coven. A lot of people wouldn't say this is like Argento's like like best work. See, I think it was pretty damn good. I but. love this movie. It is so colorful. It's so beautiful. I mean, maybe the pacing is slow for, like, you know, modern horror fans. But it's brilliantly done. The score is and phenomenal. The score is amazing by, um... Gorilla. Was it Gorilla? Goblin. Goblin. It was a... It was, it was, I knew it was a G word. So Goblin does the soundtrack. They do an amazing score. I mean, the movie's fun and i mean it's one of his unofficial movies in his trilogy for the three mothers right great movie there was one there was one part where like Susie's walking down a hall and like you hear the score like playing but like that i'm guessing it was the uh what they call her the the directress i believe it was where or whatever like thing was like chanting along with the score. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I really like this movie. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, it is definitely. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to watch more of his stuff. Dude, he's got he's got a lot of good good fucking shit. Deep Red. Yeah, I know. I've I've heard mixed reviews about like phenomena. You're gonna hear mixed reviews on all of like 
supposedly artsy type of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to check out the remake of this is and, and it's not even really a remake, I guess. I guess it's it's pretty much just it's like it's like a completely different movie. It it's technically a remake, but it is. It's a completely different movie. It's completely different pace. I mean, it's about the same stuff, but it was a really good movie and uh Dakota Johnson uh, she does an amazing job in this and and the the remake is worth checking out both of these suspirias are worth checking out yeah so my number three hey already bruh i'm ready bruh oh wait hold Cheers. on a second hold on a second oh god i'm down to 20 percent. you gotta be more ready than that all right i'm good we're going back to Devil's Kettle High in Woo! 2009, Jennifer's Body. Cheers. So, I mean, what can I say? Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried. The thing that got me the most about this movie was that it was titled Jennifer's Body, and they didn't play the song Jennifer's Body. I don't know what it is about movies that do that that irks me. Like, Dazed and Confused... Obviously, that one's harder because Led Zeppelin is notorious about not letting people use their songs. The unless, riff unless you're from Cadillac, or was it Cadillac or Chevy? They let them use rock and roll. Well, you pay the money, you you know, you pay the price, you get the piper, I guess. So, oh man, you fucked up my whole shit. Take me home tonight. <clears throat> Doesn't have any money. <laughs> so, the, so, the, so my my point is Jennifer's body should have hole in it, right? The basically what you said before, it's the same shit. The <laughs> I mean, you told the plot of the movie already. This band wants to get from playing shitty clubs to playing coliseums, so they decide to sell their souls and to sacrifice the body of Jennifer to Satan so that maybe they can get rich and awesome like that guy from Maroon 5. And the funny so thing the, that the, yeah. the guy, the guy who, who plays the lead singer, his last name is Levine. Oh yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot of things. He was about some sitcoms and shit. Okay. You know, the lead so, singer of Maroon, Maroon 5 is Adam Levine. Yes. I get the fucking oh, Gee, I'm trying to be, make a funny Jesus. It wasn't that funny. So Jen even calls them agents of Satan with really awesome haircuts. So they're supposed to sacrifice a virgin. And she Jennifer pretends to be a virgin. At one point she goes, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sit on some frozen peas, if you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah, you mean you had to f- sit on some frozen peas because your ass hurt. Oh, yeah, that, that's exactly what I meant. So she's a virgin, not virgin. They sacrifice her, and it kind of backfires. The ritual doesn't go right. She turns into a succubus. Can I just tell you how cool fucking Devil's Kettle is? It's a real place on Earth where, they, like, you know, they're not exactly sure where the water goes. It just goes, and it's fucking cool. And can I say that the unsung hero of this movie, or just, like, the, the underrated actor award of this movie, should go to J.K. Simmons. Oh man, uh, 
Principal Hookhand. What was he in this movie? Is like Mr. Rabluski or something like that, where he just it's like, oh, we're we're all in you know a time of need now, and we just need to go through the trees or whatever the hell like the song that they were trying to release in honor of like the deaths and everything. Yeah, he he was he was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this was a really fun movie. The first time I watched it, I kind of played more into the marketing. So basically, uh, the market people wanted to play up the sexiness of the movie. Megan Fox was a sex symbol at the time, and they wanted to really upplay that. Whereas the director was like, nah, like that's fucking disrespectful. Can we like say what this is? And this movie's gotten a lot of parallels with Ginger Snaps, where it's like a woman coming into her own. And it's a story of two old school best friends who are kind of drifting apart, but they still hang out and they're both becoming women. And I, I really loved this movie. The second time I watched it, I I mean, it's still sexy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the girls are holding hands at one point, singing a song and there's definite sexual tension. And then there's, there's the kiss. Yes. Holy fuck, man. With the Evil Dead poster in the background and Chick wearing the Evil Dead shirt. It was like all my horror nerdiness was like erect at that point. Oh my God. Are you wearing my Evil Dead shirt? (laughs) It's like, let's share a bed. And and that's almost a direct quote. I I don't have the direct quote here, but like that was like the next (laughs) It's basically what she said. But great movie and a lot deeper than I thought it was when I first started watching it. All right. Number three, we have The Faculty. Cheers. Again, we've already kind of gone over this quite a bit, actually. Robert Rodriguez, stacked, absolutely stacked, casting, amazing soundtrack. And, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about it. I mean, I I think we covered almost everything. Alien Teachers. Did we mention that... In the faculty room, it says no smoking and dude's smoking. I didn't catch that. Ha ha! New note. Damn it! Yeah, no. This this this. I actually just watched this movie today, and it it just brought back like almost like everything of like what high school was. I guess I don't know. Just it it, it really did. It did encapture the '90s high school experience. Right, because I mean, I, the, I really do. Think. Because these, I mean, these kids, I mean, this was right around the time that, you know, we would have graduated high school or were close to it. So there was, it was just, this This was our era. So I'll always have a soft spot. Hell yeah. And that scene where Josh Harnett's trying to hit on uh, Principal Betty Page. Oh. <laughs> she's like, there are not enough drugs in the world. I see you, I see you uh, took my uh, advice on the uh, laxatives, huh? Okay, speaking of number twos, Hello Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, from 1980. Okay. Yeah, we're going to Hamilton High School for this one. Michael motherfucking Ironside. I love Michael Ironside. And so, yeah, so he's the principal in the future. So he's the principal in the present. And basically the movie starts in the past. 
for the 1957 prom night. And they're giving away the uh, prom queen. And they mention Mary Lou. Or they mention Mary Lou is the prom queen. But she's busy fucking her boyfriend's friend behind stage. So he, the jealous guy, a young, a young Michael Ironside lookalike. I mean, dude was like balding at 18. <laughs> like perfect person to play him. So he's up in like the, the catwalks above the stage. And he's going to do a stink bomb prank. But it ends up lighting her polyester dress on fire. And she fucking dies. Son of a bitch. Don't you hate it when it happens? Yeah, so, I mean, it started off with showing that she's a bad girl. She even, like, goes into church, and she goes to confession, and she confesses all of this shit. She's like, oh, yeah, and I'm like a slut, but I love every second of it. And the priest is like, oh, my God, my ears, my ears. And she writes, for a good time, call Mary Lou, like, in lipstick on the wall. Like, so it's set up for her to be the bad girl and then she dies. Uh, Sucks. Sound, soundtrack, okay. We got a little bit of Little Richard. We got Tootie Fruity. She jams out to some Tootie fucking Fruity. Tootie fucking Fruity. Everyone, almost everyone is named after a great director. We've got Vicky Carpenter, Kelly Henenlotter. Teachers, look, look at these teachers. Mr. Craven, Mr. King, Mr. O'Bannon. We've got an Eddie Wood. We've got a Monica Waters. Interesting. Yeah. So the movie has been said to be kind of a ripoff of, like, let's say, Freddy's Revenge meets Carrie. It's kind of like a <laughs> mashup of those two movies. <laughs> that's <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's like... Yeah. So you've got the supernatural girl who's got an overbearing mom. Her dad's just kind of stuck in between them, trying not to have them fight. She starts having these daydream nightmares as she's being possessed almost 30 years later from this dead prom queen. I mean, there's a creepy rocking horse fucking scene in this movie. There's an exorcist fail. There's a really badass, like straight out of Nightmare on Elm Street, blackboard trick. Dan, I'm, I'm down to 10%. Uh, we've got a locker room walk of no shame, which I can only say must have been very liberating. A wop bop, a loo bop, a wop bam, boom. This rock and roll will never last. Never. Oh, also a very awkward dad scene. I don't know where the fuck that came from, but this movie is really fun, really fun. And they actually did a season finale of The Last Drive-In where they premiered this movie and gave Darcy a much-needed prom moment. It was very sweet. Nice. Yes. All right. My number two, we're going to go Rocky Mountain High with some Final Destination. Whoa. So we have Alex Browning, who's uh, Devin Sawa, gets on a plane with his class. They're supposed to go to Paris. The Volley Flight 180. So he has a premonition on the flight and then causes a scene. Like, he basically, he has a premonition that the plane's going to blow up. Causes what year was this? Oh, God, it was, um, it was 99, I believe. Oh, no, 2000, I think. 
Okay, so pre nine eleven. Yes, absolutely. Because if this kid did this after nine eleven, he would have been like thrown in prison. No, it was either ninety nine or two thousand. I actually forgot to look up the date. So anyway, they get pulled off the plane. Sure enough, plane takes off, explodes in midair, and basically the the movie is him and his friends. Well, his friends basically getting picked off like one by one because death is coming back for each person because. The ones that missed it are now getting their comeuppance, if you will. Yeah, because, I mean, people are texting death right now, and they're like, yo, bro, you had one job. Right. Ugh. Death doesn't lose. Watch. True. But yeah, so Alex figures out like the, the pattern, so he knows in which order people are supposed to go. So... He tries to warn them, but he ends up being, like, on the scene as, like, each person is, like, killed. So, he's the person of interest. Right. Like Randy said, man, everyone's a suspect. Exactly. I don't Um, give a fuck if you think you know the algorithm. Like, fuck you, bro. um, You suspect as fuck. Yeah, some some decent actors in this one. uh, Like, is it Devin Sawa? You have Ali Larder. Um, Sean William Scott is in it. Uh, Kerr Smith, I think he was on Dawson's Creek. Uh, Tony Todd was in it. He was the coroner. But yeah, no. He Great was, Tony Todd. I love this franchise. I love, you know, you basically, it's almost like you watch them for that opening disaster. I will never drive behind a log truck, just so you know. Because since I've seen Final Destination 2, I will never drive behind a log truck. I never did before that because I always saw that. And I'm like, fuck. I don't like driving. Like, honestly, I drive like an old lady. And I keep a good bumper or buffer. I keep a good buffer between me and every vehicle. Like, fuck that shit, man. Yeah. But no, awesome movie. Great sequels. Love all of them. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really good ones there. So my... Number one. What's your number two? Um, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Oh, you went first. That's right. Okay. I'm all right. All right. You're number one. Asshole. I'm number one. Hey, number one. Number one. Hey, number one. Escape from New York. Escape from New York? No, no. That's where A number one comes from. Oh, okay. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, what? What school was that? <laughs> that was the school of hard knocks, motherfucker. <laughs> no, number one, we going to Bayfield University, 2017's Happy Death Day. I fucking love this movie. And every time I watch this movie, I love it a little more. It's a fun one. It's definitely fun. It is so much fun. And like I've said before, Jessica Roth, who was our last month's horror babe, yes, really, like, like, the movie wouldn't have worked if she wasn't a great actress because the whole arc of her to become a better person. Because at the beginning, her character Tree just really sucks. She's like the worst fucking person. She's such a bitch. She's so stuck up. I mean, you also have. Ruby Modine, Matthew Modine's daughter. Yep. It's just really fun. So so Bayfield University, they're the Bayfield Babes. Like that's their 
team name, the Bayfield Babes, which works because, well, there are a lot of Bayfield Babes. So it's a baby. So it's your birthday, fear of growing older. Apparently, the idea for the mascot being a baby was being a, uh, the fear of becoming a parent, which is apparently one of like the number one fears. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking get it. But like, this movie is just so much fun. It's Groundhog Day slasher. Right. There's a great montage that is so much fun. Demi Lovato's confident plays in this montage, and it's just so much fun. You just see so many deaths, like that's, so quickly. It's just like bam, death, bam, bam, that's, bam, that, bam. That's almost exactly how I worded it to my wife when after I had seen it. I'm like, it's basically Groundhog, like horror Groundhog Day. Yeah, and they even shout out Groundhog Day in the movie. Dude's like. This is like Groundhog's Day. She's like, what? You know, Bill Murray? Who? <laughs> so funny. And the, the headline on the news sums up the whole movie. Tragedy at Sorority House. It was definitely a tragedy. Tragedy. It was only PG-13. My number one. Number one. Let's go back to Woodsboro High. Oh, a double, double. Double, 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 double. We're going to go to 1996's Scream. Now, this is only two years after Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So it, it it's not necessarily like slashers haven't been like around, but this, this is was just a new... Just Take a, on it. Right. And so, it, and, it's, and it's funny because we have, you know, Drew Barrymore's character, like Casey Becker. She's she's getting a phone call and saying, like, you know, the whole what's your scary movie thing, you know, and she keeps hanging up the phone and then but she keeps picking it up again. Well, because you don't know if it's a different person because so the actual uh, caller ID sales went up like 80 percent after this movie came out. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, and the whole thing is when he originally called. He didn't know what type of movie she was watching. She just happened to be watching a scary movie. And I feel like maybe if she was like, what kind of movie are you watching? Oh, it's a uh, it's a dramedy. It has Matthew McConaughey and some chick. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm also. What's your, what's your favorite rom-com? It's like all of a sudden turns into that SpongeBob meme where it's like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it was completely like new take on like a slasher. So she, it's basically about like Sydney Prescott and her friends Billy Stewart, Randy Tatum, and it was right around like the year anniversary of her like Sydney's mother's murder. Like yeah, there was a so, lot going on. Supposed like rape and murder, and there was there was at the beginning scene where they're kind of at the fountain at the school. Of course, like I, you know, I've seen this movie so many times, so obviously I know the outcome. But where you have, I think it was Tatum who was just like, oh, like you know, it it could be like a like a chick too, like like a, a woman could like do this, and then it was almost like Matthew Lillard, like his character, took offense. You know what I mean? He's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, there are clues throughout the whole movie. Like I said earlier, in the first scene. 
there's like the biggest red flag of to our main suspects. Right. And so, so he's like, there's, there's no way, there's no way a chick could do like, like this stuff. And it is cause it's it, like right there. It's like, yeah, he, he, had, he, he hasn't seen the sequels. It's true, but he knows he'll be stalking around. In part in the, two. In, in the background. Hopefully part five. I know he, like, Matthew Lillard, Lillard, that is, Matthew Lillard, that is, has expressed interest in being in part five. That would be so awesome. If they'll have him, he'll be there. No reason he shouldn't be. Oh, the part... I, love when, I love when fan fiction becomes reality. Yeah, sometimes, no, that's... Sometimes. It doesn't, doesn't happen often, an awful lot. No. Um, but yeah, no. Jamie Kennedy was I after he goes through the whole the rules of horror. It's I still love when he's watching Halloween, and he's literally yelling at the TV, like Jamie look behind you, Jamie look behind you, look behind you. And as the kill was getting behind him, it was it was just funny. It's just great, great movie, and I could watch this over and over and over. Hell yeah. Hey, did you have any uh, runner-ups? I had a couple. Um, the first prom night was actually one of my runner-ups. Okay. Um, Mine too. I wanted to like Zombie High so much, and it was just so bad. That movie had a really cool logo. It did. <laughs> and for, was it Virginia Madsen? And yeah, from Candyman. I was so disappointed. So one of my biggest runner-ups was all right so this movie i definitely recommend anyone to watch this if you're just only casual horror fan and you're going to complain that the horror doesn't happen until towards the end of the movie maybe set this one out but there's a big build-up it's a found footage type of movie but it's done really 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 well because it's about a fucking couple losers from high school that are trying to make a movie. It's called The Dirties. It's from 2013. So they're making a movie. About. Shooting. People from high school. And while they're filming. You can see how bullied they are. And the bullies like. Like one scene like beats this guy up. And the tension that builds. And then they kind of befriend an even younger crowd. And they're influencing the younger crowd. There's a lot of different levels of scary in this movie. But the ending of this movie fucking, like, not freaked me out. But, like, yeah, man. Watch the dirties. That's all I gotta say. All right. There was a couple, you know, I thought of. I thought of including, you know, sorority babes. Um, but I feel like yep. we've, we've, you know, we've talked about that one a lot. Oh no. You know, so I, I tried to stay away from things that we'd already like talked about. Yeah. So another running runner up I had was the movie Fear from 1996. The, uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. I mean, I would never have considered this a horror movie because it's more of a, heightened drama thriller maybe but now that i'm a parent especially a parent of a daughter 
It's a fucking horror movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, horror is subjective anyway. Yeah, and exactly. It's subjective as fuck. Because now this is a horror movie. Because can you imagine? Marky Mark comes over your house. He steals your daughter and hits on your wife. Somebody in the fucking house. (laughs) Yeah, no. It basically Bush was the soundtrack to this, except for that one song, the cover of Wild Horses by The Sundays. And wow, that's on my alone time playlist because god damn that roller coaster scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's fucked up in so many ways. And yeah, yeah, it's just fucked up. As a dad. You just want to you want to murder Marky Mark. You you know you want to take him, punch him in the face, and then you go to the Funky Bunch, and you just give him a bunch of Funky Punches. But it's also a sign that he did his job well. Yes. Yeah he 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 was an asshole. He was a masshole, if you will. Oh, he's totally a masshole. Maybe not now. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I, hey. I feel like he's an L.A. transplant. You can take you. You can take the mass out of the boy. Oh, no, wait, wait. You can... You know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> I get what you mean. He's he, he's he's a dot rat forever, man. Dorchester till you die. Sure. Dot rat. Anyway. Got a little bit of fan feedback this Ooh, week. I like fan feedback. So our one chip challenge garnered a little bit of flavor... A little bit of uh, love. So the Lone Star crew, who have their own YouTube channel, it seems to be a family from Texas that loves trying out spicy food. And they reached out to us, so we're shouting them out because that's cool. Hey, who doesn't love spicy? I like spicy. Hell yeah. Spice is the variety of... Are life. they looking for like a spice off or something? Are they challenging us? Like, what What are they doing? I believe they might be challenging us. So we're going to have to think of something and get back to them. And yeah, let's melt their fucking faces off. That, that, that probably means we're going to have to melt our own faces off. Yes. Oh. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. Let's melt our faces off better. <laughs> I don't know. How do, you, how do you win something like that? It's just it's a lose-lose. Everybody loses, but but it's fun. So it's a win-win as well. Darn. We all lose while winning. Darn tootin'. We're having fun. And that's all that matters here. We're just, we're having a lot yeah, of fun. I agree. So I think that uh, that probably does it for our back-to-school tangent. Yeah, I'm not, not excited to be back to school the weather's starting to get a little cooler. When I wake up in the morning, I need a hoodie. See, I love it. This this is this is my time of year. I do love Halloween season, but I do not love that it's uh, the end of summer, man. I uh, I like hanging outside. I do too, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm more of a cooler weather person. So like spring and fall, that's that that's my deal. Yeah, well, good for fucking you. It is. It is good for fucking me. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can catch us on Twitter. Follow us at Fans of the Dead One. Also, check us out. We are on Facebook. We are Fans of the Dead. Um, also, Instagram, Fans of the Dead One. Check out our YouTube channel, Fans of the Dead. You can see all our recipes for disaster. The Gate, 
should be up. As you, as you've already heard this, it'll be up. And holy crap, was that a fun fucking video? Yeah, that was that was that was, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Wait till the next one. Holy fucking shit, you're going to have to have a fucking seatbelt on your couch. Can we give him a hint? No. No hint. Because you haven't even seen the goddamn movie. <laughs> so I can't give them a hint because I want you to tell me what the next recipes okay. are. No hint for you. No hint for you. All right. That's that it? You. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic. Motherfuckers, hit us up on fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. Somebody drop anyone. Come on. Drop us a line. Hello. 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 Is there anybody out there? Just not if you can hear me. You're nodding, but no one can no, no one knows you're <laughs> nodding because this is a goddamn podcast. Yeah. I think that does it. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. Peace.